We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Minutes before the hour, Congressman Bill Huizenga is one of the, the real warriors, does a great job representing Michigan's 4th Congressional District. And I he got my attention because he's one of the warriors pushing back against this ESG garbage. And frankly, um, you know, it, it, occurred, it occurred to me the other day that we can tell you what it means, environmental, social, and governance. But what is it? What impact is it having on the American people? What an honor it is to welcome Congressman Hyzinga to the Mike Gallagher Show. It's great seeing you, sir. Thanks for joining us today. If if you if you Google it, if you look up the the textbook definition on the internet, here's their definition. Environmental, social, and governance investing refers to a set of standards for a company's behavior used by socially conscious investors to screen potential investments. Environmental criteria consider how a company safeguards the environment, including corporate policies addressing climate change, for example. That's kind of a textbook Google definition of ESG. What does ESG really mean, Congressman, and what is it doing to the American people? Yeah, uh, well, the, the second part of your question is the exact question to ask, because guess what? If we just accepted the definition that they put out, the activists put out, who could possibly be against that, right? right. Well, here's the, here, here's the simple fact, though. Um, we know that the decisions that are being made uh, are, by, are being driven for, for political reasons and for social reasons, uh, not for investment reasons. And, uh, and that really has been the traditional baseline of every single regulation that has ever come about uh, with, uh, with financial planning and those kinds of things is what is the return to the investor? Uh, you know, that's that's the foundations of capitalism right there. Right. And and there's something called the fiduciary, the fiduciary responsibility to make sure that you are maximizing return and doing the best thing for the client and for the investor. Uh, well, you've got these funds out there that have been trying to trying to pitch the fact that, oh, no, no, we're actually getting a better return on this because we are socially justice minded and we are environmentally minded and all these other things. Uh, well, that was only because they had a, a sliver of tech funds that have now, by the way, tanked, mm-hmm. and uh, and they've, they've seen those returns plunge. But um, yeah, it, it sounds really good on the surface, but at the end of the day, it is uh, it is undermining the underpinnings of uh, of capitalism. You know, here's a, a great example: BlackRock, big investment firm. They've got tons of money. These are these are these are pensions. These are people's investments. These are people's yeah. life savings. And you know what? Again, back to the role of the American people, which is, as, as you put it, is the most important factor here. Are, are, are people who have their money invested in, in BlackRock being asked if it's okay to take a portion of your retirement and invest in the battle against climate change? I mean, let's face it, Congressman, the people on the left, Kamala Harris this week talked about your climate mental health. 
your climate mental they're, – they're, they're so round the bend over things like climate change. But when big companies, historic companies like BlackRock are engaged in this garbage, we're kind of, we're kind of in trouble here. Uh, we, we are in trouble with this. And uh, uh, l- let me answer the first uh, part of your question, which is, mm-hmm. well, what do we as investors – uh, and again, it, as you pointed out, it doesn't matter whether it's your uh, government pension, your uh, CalPERS pension, uh, your individual uh, 401k, uh, you know, whatever it might be. If they're if they're investing this, um, the simple fact is you have no say in it. Right. You have no say. You literally are uh, a lot. Well, we froze up there. All right. Well, there he is. All right. So we're, we're talking about uh, changing that, actually, Mike, sure. uh, and, and, and having, uh, having your voice restored to you and making sure that if you, if, if you have a choice, you can still give them your proxy vote, but you can also direct your proxy vote. And you can, well, you can act. Cong- Congressman, let's talk about what your Congress is achieving. And, and again, you're right in the middle of it as the chairman of the Oversight and Investigation Subcommittee on the House Financial Services Committee. Big vote in the House recently, 216 yeah. to 204, voting against the ESG investment rule. Let's talk about that vote, con- Congressman, and why it was such a huge victory. Yeah, it's a huge victory. And by the way, this rule was put in place without any legislative directive. That's that's a problem in and of itself, because we have we see the Securities and Exchange Commission in this. uh, In this case, it was the the Department of Labor that was directing pensions uh, to allow ESG to be part of the consideration. So, you know, they literally were were uh, greenlighting a lower return so we could feel better about our investments. Yeah, well, that's not the whole idea of pensions. And by the way, you may have noticed that most pensions are massively underfunded right now, and they're a right. huge liability. So we ought to be maximizing uh, that return. This vote was very significant, though, because uh, when it passed the House, uh, it was able to go to the Senate as well. And uh, it, uh, it, it passed the Senate. Uh, and it didn't need the 60 vote threshold there. So this is a bill that is going to Joe Biden's desk. Now, he has threatened a, uh, a veto of this. Uh, I hope that he would reconsider that. But we'll see. This might actually be his first veto uh, wow. of, uh, of any piece of legislation. I guess it helped when you had uh, control of both the House and the Senate and mm-hmm. the White House. Everybody was in agreement for the first two years. Uh, but now, uh, guess what? There's a there's a skunk that showed up at the garden party, and it's called the Republicans in the House of Representatives, who are there to 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 strip bare some of these uh, ridiculous notions that this administration has been. Pushing. And mil- millions of us are so grateful for the skunk at the garden party, as my as my friend and colleague Charlie Kirk tweeted out this week. Let's see what's happened already. January 6th footage footage released. Bombshell revelations on COVID's origins and Fauci's cover-up. Journalists detailing the weaponization of the FBI at Twitter. A Marine sniper revealing he was denied permission to shoot suicide bomber that killed 13 Americans. Congress is finally doing its job. And, Congressman, we're paying attention. Thank you for your efforts, and thank you for fighting the good fight. I appreciate you joining us for a few minutes here on The Mike Gallagher Show. 
You got it, and more to come. Thanks, Mike. You got it. We'll have you back. I appreciate it, Congressman. All right. That's uh, Congressman Bill Huizinga. Again, he's the chair of the Oversight Investigation Subcommittee on the House Financial Services Committee. And thank you to ConsumersResearch.org for the work they're doing to fight back against these woke investment firms. Go to ConsumersResearch.org and learn all about it and learn what you can do. ConsumersResearch.org. ConsumersResearch.org. 